Hello? Anybody home? Today, I want you to open your mind. I've almost come to the conclusion that the story is so damning that the mass of people can't deal with it. We are in process of developing a whole series of techniques to get people actually to love their servitude. We face a hostile ideology, global in scope, atheistic in character, ruthless in purpose and insidious in method. Well, we are opposed around the world by a monolithic and ruthless conspiracy that relies primarily on covet means for expanding its sphere of influence. To change the minds and the attitudes and the beliefs of the people of the world, and especially the United States, to bring about one world socialist totalitarian government. The potential for the disastrous rise of misplaced power exists and will persist. It has patterned itself after every dictator who has ever planted the ripping imprint of a boot on the pages of history since the beginning of time. If you can get people to consent to the state of affairs in which they are living, then you have a much more easily controllable society than you would if you were relying wholly on clubs and firing squads and concentration camps. Tools of conquest do not necessarily come with bombs and explosions and fallout. There are weapons that are simply thoughts, attitudes, prejudices, to be found only in the minds of men. The military-industrial complex not only controls our government, but they control our culture. As you connect the dots between different people, organizations, places, religions, history, suddenly the picture starts to form. If you don't connect the dots, it's just a mass of what's all this about. The kingdom of God is within man, not one man nor a group of men, but in all men, in you. You, the people, have the power to make this life free and beautiful, to make this life a wonderful adventure. Someone born in the United States is not more special than someone born in Mexico. Someone who is white is not more special than someone who is black. They're just vehicles for the consciousness to experience. Brutes have risen to power, but they lie. They do not fulfill their promise. They never will. Dictators free themselves, but they enslave the people. War is peace. Freedom is slavery. Ignorance is strength. They do not want your children to be educated. They do not want you to think too much. It was learned that the aliens had been and were then manipulating masses of people through secret societies, witchcraft, magic, the occult, and religion. They reach into our children in music, television, books. Pray on children's innocence. How can I disprove lies that are stamped with an official seal? So if you have the opportunity to stand next to one of these machines, it feels like an altar to an alien god. The Army Air Forces has announced that a flying disc has been found and is now in the possession of the Army. You can deny all the things I've seen, all the things I've discovered, but not for much longer, because too many others know what's happening out there. And no one, no government agency has jurisdiction over the truth. Any state, any entity, any ideology that fails to recognize the worth the dignity, the rights of man. That state is obsolete. A case to be filed under M for Mankind in the Twilight Zone. It's about time some of you got acquainted with the real hard truth.
Freedom is the privilege to be right. Freedom from the disasters of our mistakes. It's the heart that says, I will not acquiesce. Across the gulf of space, intellects, vast and cool and unsympathetic, regarded our planet with envious eyes. Each of us, when separated, is always looking for our other half. And the desire and the pursuit of the whole is called love. Heart perception will change everything. your host, Ryan Gable, and you're listening to The Secret Teachings Radio, right here on The Fringe FM. If you'd like to contact the show, you can email us at rdgable at yahoo.com. Find us on social media at facebook.com forward slash The Secret Teachings, and find our website by searching www.thesecretteachings.info and On the website, you'll find our top news section with all of the news articles we discuss on the show. You'll also find our show archive with all of our past shows, including Monday and Tuesday's shows and Wednesday, Thursday, Friday from last week. In fact, all of last week, all of the week before that, every show is in the archive at www.thesecretteachings.info. And not to be hyperbolic, but if you can download, if you have space on your computer or your phone, if you can download the show we did called Hydrogelin, like a felon, like those old uh, gelin commercials, you should definitely do that because when I posted that promo on Facebook, it was flagged as misinformation, although it was a promotional picture. And after it was flagged, I got a notification from Facebook that the World Health Organization had fact-checked it. I don't even know what they fact-checked because it was just a picture with a little description of what a hydrogel is, and which is a little micro-robot uh, system that they are using. Uh, they call it hydrogel, and they put it in the body, and it relines cells and things like this. We discussed the details of that on that show, and Facebook didn't like it, and then I went to order some more copies of my technology book and found out that through the publisher, the book was blocked slash banned. They wouldn't let me upload the file, download a file. I have tons of copies of it, of course, uh, physical and digital. I have backups, but they wouldn't let me access the file. So I called the company and they told me that they don't understand why it got blocked, but someone just apparently didn't like the content of it. So they blocked it. Uh, This was a publisher. So I have to deal with that as well. So a lot of censorship over things that I find bizarre considering that on 60 Minutes the other night, a former colonel in the military was talking with the 60 Minutes presenter about something called green gel. And it looks like this little sea creature thing floating around in a little vial. And they want to put that in the body to take chemical signals from the body and then transmit those chemical signals, and that supposedly determines if you'll be sick tomorrow. What it basically is, is it's pre-sickness. It's not pre-crime. You know, it's a kind of like pre-crime, because if you're sick and you're getting other people sick, that's a crime against humanity, right? Although they can't prove that you made somebody sick. It's just a big game of words. And so I said on the Hydrogelin show a couple nights ago that... 
it's not that we're looking for a microchip. We're looking for something else. It's not a microchip. It's a gel with a small chip-like device. It transmits and receives like a microchip, but it's not a microchip. And it's not a concentration camp. It's not a labor camp. It's not a re-education camp. It's a quarantine facility. It's not the mark of the beast. It's universal basic income and a social credit score. It's not pre-crime. It's pre-sickness. It's not a vaccine. It's an experimental, meaning that it needs your permission, gene therapy injection akin to genetic engineering and wide-scale global laboratory testing. That's what it really is. And apparently Facebook doesn't like that because reality is easily skewed by word choice. And, and, And that's what I want to talk to you about tonight on the broadcast. A few weeks ago, I brought to your attention something called a CO2 monitor. Really, it was a CO2 COV monitor that will monitor CO2 emissions in businesses to determine, based on the CO2 in the air, how many people should be allowed in the business. This was an article from Yahoo News and several other news sources, and it was discussed by Alex Huffman, an associate professor of chemistry and biochemistry at the University of Denver. Alex Huffman said, using CO2 monitors, I think it is really important. It's an important piece of the process of reopening restaurants and schools and businesses because it's a relatively cheap, easily used measure of how well the ventilation rate is matched to the number of people in the room. That would be obviously relevant if we had some kind of credible information as per why we need to be aware of the air quality in this regard because they've still yet to isolate any kind of viral particulate, purify it, prove that it causes disease, and they've yet to be able to identify it in the droplets of people who are sick. That's all in the official literature, but apparently, you know, you cite official mainstream science engineering medical reports, and, you know, that'll be censored on social media. So we have the airwaves here on radio, and I guess I'll have to adjust how I post things to Facebook, but CO2 monitors to help stop the spread of COVID-19. Now, tonight is not a COVID-19 show, but the concern was over CO2. And you remember, perhaps, early on, we heard a lot about how carbon dioxide could actually be reduced with lockdowns. And not just a few lockdowns, but lockdowns that are essentially indefinite, like rolling lockdowns across the world. In fact, the Guardian newspaper published a story a little over a month ago with the headline, Equivalent of COVID emissions drop needed every two years, according to a study. According to research, carbon dioxide emissions must fall by the equivalent of a global lockdown roughly every two years for the next decade for the world to keep within safe limits of global heating. Now, see, they say global heating there. They say lockdowns around the world led to an unprecedented fall in emissions of about 7% in 2020, but reductions of between 1 billion and 2 billion tons are needed every year of the next decade to have a good chance of holding temperature rises to within 1.5 degrees Celsius or 2 degrees Celsius of pre-industrial levels as required by the Paris Agreement, which we know is a fraud, considering that the major polluters and major oil companies are the biggest backers of the deal because they have investments in natural gas. And so all the 
environmentalists that don't like big oil are actually supporting an agreement that essentially is run by big oil. And that's how it works. It's like how the Koch brothers, they run Americans for Prosperity and these other independent, so-called independent political groups that are basically run by the left or run by the right, and they're not independent in any way, shape, or form. There's always a connection back to some central well-known source, it seems. So they're saying that carbon dioxide levels need to be held at current levels or reduced more, and this needs to be done in the next 10 years. Now that aligns with the 2030 agenda from the United Nations and the 17 goals for sustainability. They can say it doesn't exist. They can say the World Economic Forum doesn't exist and the Great Reset doesn't exist, but I can go to their website and I can find it. 17 goals for sustainability. The UN has a website for it. And you can see things in there like gender inclusivity. So I don't know how that changes the climate or makes the world more sustainable environmentally, but they decided that they wanted to throw in gender equality as well because, you know, it's really just a Marxist cult. So if you read that, you realize, well, the next 10 years are slated to be the time in which we reach singularity, the uploading of consciousness into machines. I mean, this is stuff that Google, uh, Ray Kurzweil, uh, Elon Musk, I mean, all the way down the intellectual ladder to the bottom of the intellectual uh, totem pole. And that would be Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, who says that we're going to die in 12 years, right? And then obviously, just like Al Gore probably at the very bottom of the intellectual totem pole as well, maybe even lower than AOC because she's just dumb. He is a, is a, uh, he's a fraudster. He knows he's a fraudster. He's lying. He told you Miami would be underwater. It's not underwater. He told you that, you know, certain ice caps would have been completely melted. They're not. That was seven years ago. That didn't happen. So the guardian says, and this so-called research, if you can call it that it's from nature, Fossil CO2 emissions in the post-COVID-19 era, they're saying, and this is the abstract of the article from Nature, which is a prestigious publication, five years after the adoption of the Paris Climate Agreement, growth in global CO2 emissions has begun to falter. The pervasive disruptions from the COVID-19 pandemic have radically altered the trajectory of global CO2 emissions. Contradictory effects of the post-COVID-19 investments in fossil fuel-based infrastructure and the recent strengthening of climate targets must be addressed with new policy choices to sustain a decline in global emissions in the post-COVID-19 era. Okay, so they're telling us that we need to find a way to sustain the decline in global emissions in the post-COVID-19 era. One of the ways we can do that is having a global lockdown every two years, so basically rolling lockdowns. Now, that's if all of this is true, if all of this is relevant, if all of this is accurate. We have to wonder why the science isn't aligned with our perception of reality. And let me explain to you what I mean by that. The prestigious publication Scientific American, which is, I think, the oldest scientific publication in the United States, in an opinion piece, of course, on climate, written by Mark Fischetti on April 12, 2021, it says, we are living in a climate emergency and we're going to say so. The gist of the article is that Scientific American is replacing the words climate change with the words climate emergency. 
So they want to use CO2 monitors to so you know help the so-called prevent the so-called spread of COVID-19. So this would once again socially criminalize exhaling literally. And the Guardian and Nature a nature climate change publication are telling us that we need COVID emission drops every two years. We need essentially lockdowns every two years. We need to have these lockdowns to be able to reduce and maintain the reduction in carbon dioxide emissions. And Scientific American is therefore replacing climate change with climate emergency to suggest that the situation is much more dire than some people even think. It's kind of like how a few people walking into the Capitol was declared Pearl Harbor, but Minneapolis, once again succumbing to riots this week, is considered a peaceful protest. It's just a perception, and you can call it political. I don't care. It's the perception that we have based on the language we use, and language is comprised of words, which are letters, which are symbols, which have vibrations, and intention matters. Intention matters in criminal matters. It matters... In legal matters, it matters when we have discussions, especially of the scientific nature. And of course, those things matter greatly on radio in projecting a certain uh, story or trying to convey information. It's very important to use the right words. Now, my question is this. Even if, let's say, we need these lockdowns every two years and carbon dioxide emissions really are lowering, and that's assuming that carbon dioxide has driven these climate catastrophes, and they're not just normal hurricanes and normal cycles that the planet goes through. Why is it that NOAA, you know, N-O-A-A, said on April 7th that, quote, this is a quote from NOAA, the National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration, I mean, they're pretty big, you know, if you didn't know that, Despite pandemic shutdowns, carbon dioxide and methane surged in 2020. Carbon dioxide levels are now higher than at any time in the past 3.6 million years. And I was even going through some of my papers before the show, and I looked at an article from NBC News a few years ago, and it said carbon dioxide levels are at the highest they've been in 3 million years. So I guess they've increased the amount of time from 3 to 3.6 million years, and I think that's how data is fudged. But let's see what NOAA said. NOAA said levels of the two most important anthropogenic greenhouse gases, carbon dioxide and methane, continued their unrelenting rise in 2020. Despite the economic slowdown caused by the coronavirus pandemic response, NOAA announced today the global surface average for carbon dioxide calculated from measurements collected at NOAA's remote sampling location was 412.5 parts per million in 2020, rising by 2.6 parts per million during the year. The global rate of increase was the fifth highest in NOAA's 63-year record following 1987, 1998, 2015, 2016. The annual mean at NOAA's Mauna Loa Observatory in Hawaii was 414.4 ppm during 2020. So my question is, how is it from 1998 to 2015 levels didn't set new records? And how was it before 1987 when they started making these observations? Since we have no data, we can be sure that these levels are rising consistently. See, it's a matter of statistical manipulation or statistical negligence. And that is the key to understanding this. We'll be right back on The Secret Teaching. Stay with us. 
This is KTLK Digital Broadcasting, The Fringe FM. The month of April brings us further into the waxing of the year, from the spring equinox to Beltane. Join us on the secret teachings to track this turning of the yearly wheel through synchromysticism, pop conspiracy, and more Monday through Friday on The Fringe FM. And as the sun waxes, expand your perception with a subscription to our show archive, which includes montages and my digital books. A one-time donation or a yearly subscription of $45 at the moment supports the show, the network, and you. Just visit www.thesecretteachings.info and click on the subscribe tab at the top of the page or use PayPal directly with the email rdgable at yahoo.com. All yearly subscribers also get a free copy of The Technological Elixir or Food Philosophy with free shipping in the U.S. You can also buy the book separately, including the enormous compilation of Occult Arcana. That's thesecretteachings.info, and your support allows us to do what we do Monday through Friday right here on The Fringe FM. Alex Exum. My name is Alex Exum, and you're listening to The Fringe FM. So, you love talk radio, then you'll love TalkStreamLive.com. TalkStream Live is always on, 24-7, with the best streaming talk shows. Find your favorite talkers and discover some new ones. It's free, readily available online, or on mobile with any smartphone or tablet. Finding your favorite talk shows all in one place has gotten a whole lot easier. Just go to TalkStreamLive.com. Be sure to download the free apps from Google Play or the iTunes App Store. Do you want to know more about UAPs, the paranormal, conspiracy analysis, current events, and other topics that interest you? I'm Jess Rogie, host of The Rogie Report. Explore the unrevealed every Wednesday night, 6 p.m. Pacific, live here on The Fringe FM, KTLK Digital Broadcasting. This is Kev Baker of The Kev Baker Show. You can find me at Truth Frequency Radio or on my home website, www.kevbakershow.com. And you're listening to The Secret Teachings with Ryan Gable. The truth is out there. And so are we. KTLK. Digital Broadcasting. The Fringe FM. Hello, folks. This is Jordan Maxwell. My website is jordanmaxwellshow.com, and you're listening to The Secret Teachings. Excellent shows. Keep listening with your host, Ryan Gable. It's April, the month of burning when the sun proceeds into its waxing phase, right here on KTLK Digital Broadcasting, The Fringe FM. What are we going to do tomorrow night? Same thing we do every night. Try to take over the world. This is David Icke, and you are listening to The Secret Teachings with Ryan Gable. It's time you got acquainted with the real hard truth. This is Michael Strange from Troubled Minds. Did you hear that scientists recently discovered radio waves coming from Proxima Centauri? Well, I cannot confirm nor deny we are broadcasting from that neck of the woods. You are listening to ktlk the fringe fm thanks again um this is very refreshing and i look forward to talking with you more soon ryan 
Hey, this is Anthony Tyler, author of Dive Manual, Empirical Investigations of Mysticism, uh, website divemind.net, and you are listening to The Secret Teachings with Ryan Gable, my man. Ryan Gable. Thank you for tuning into The Secret Teachings this evening. Our website, www.thesecretteachings.info. This article is linked up under the top news tab from the New York Times. Test flight for sunlight blocking research is canceled. Officially, the long-planned experiment called ScopeX, led by Harvard University and, of course, backed in many ways by Bill Gates himself, The Swedish Space Corporation said it canceled the flight, part of research to better understand the controversial idea of blocking the sun to fight climate change after an outcry from environmentalists and others. Well, at least the environmentalists in this case got it right that we should not be spraying sulfur dioxide into the atmosphere to block out sunlight. That is outrageous and preposterous and dangerous on a level that, well, as you'll see tonight, has caused a lot of the problems that we are facing environmentally because the same mindset that's responsible for the negligence and the pollution and the willful distribution of toxins into the environment are the same ones who have been engineering the environment for decades and therefore they must continue to do it officially, unofficially. It doesn't matter because the systems that make up our planet will break down if they don't because they've tampered with the atmosphere so much. So their solution is to spray sulfur dioxide and calcium carbonate, which is basically chalk dust, into the atmosphere. And so in doing this, it only takes a quick search on the Internet. You can go to the National Institute for Occupational Safety and Health. You can go to just mainline medical websites and look at some of the symptoms of exposure to calcium carbonate, and especially when it's consistent exposure in the atmosphere. Here, here, here are the symptoms. Now get this. Increased urination, loss of appetite, metallic taste, dry mouth, constipation, belching, stomach pain, vomiting, upset stomach. These are the symptoms of gastrointestinal issues which have absolutely exploded, no pun intended, exploded in the United States and around the world in the last couple of decades. Maybe it has something to do with calcium carbonate in the atmosphere artificially there. Or sulfur dioxide. Sulfur dioxide is a colorless gas with a characteristic, irritating, pungent odor. This is what exposure to sulfur dioxide can cause. It can cause irritation to the eyes, irritation to the throat, irritation to the nose. It can cause irritation to the mucous membranes in the eyes and the nose. It also causes, and these are the main effects of exposure to sulfur dioxide, choking, coughing, and reflex bronchiconstriction and other things that are less minor. In other words, 
Exposure to sulfur dioxide and calcium carbonate can cause the symptoms of COVID-19 on top of electromagnetic frequencies and the lack of nutrition in the average person around the world. So there's something else going on here. And the suggestion that we should block out the sun, which has been proposed in numerous publications around the world, prestigious and otherwise, mainline news reports from CNN and others suggesting that we should dim the sun. Now, this Scopex flight planned by Harvard and Bill Gates, literally, and others, uh, you can find one of the original reports of this in Nature Limited, November 29th, 2018, volume 563, page 613. The sun dimmers. With dire climate scenarios on the horizon, researchers are getting serious about solar engineering. And although I was told this doesn't exist by a bunch of people who can't read because they're illiterate or because they're, they're too busy playing video games or something, if you read this article, it shows you how they do the cloud seeding, how they try to dim the sun, and it says that there is a solar radiation management government initiative and that there's the Carnegie Climate Geoengineering Governance Initiative, among others. So these are actual, these are actual research groups. So please you know, stop telling me that I'm making this up when I'm reading this in Nature Magazine and the New York Times and when I'm sitting here with a stack of patents from the U.S. Patent Office telling me if I read them because I'm actually literate, Method of crystal formation and precipitation, U.S. Patent 2527230. Here's one from the Central Intelligence Agency from 2016 when Director Brennan was talking about the same exact thing. And if you go through this report, you can pull it up on the CIA's website. Uh, they talk about national security and biotechnology, genetically engineered biological warfare. Hmm. That kind of seems like what's happening with mRNA vaccines and hydrogels. And then they talk about stratospheric aerosol injection, or SAI, which Brennan said is a method of it's a cloud seeding method this, uh, with the, uh, to the stratosphere with particles that can help reflect the sun's heat in much the same way that volcanic eruptions do. An SAI program could limit global temperature increases, reducing some risks associated with higher temperatures and providing the world economy additional time to transition from fossil fuels. The process is also relatively inexpensive. The National Research Council estimates that a fully developed SAA program would cost about $10 billion a year. I mean, that's what they spend in prostitutes in Washington, so that shouldn't be a lot of money. Here is the U.S. Department of State from 1977-1978, the Convention on the Prohibition of Military or Any Other Hostile Use of Environmental Modification Technique. Here is the U.S. Department of Defense, DOD News Briefing, Secretary of Defense William S. Cohen, 1997. You can read the whole transcript of that on the Department of Defense website. Just type in DOD News Briefing, Secretary of Defense, William Cohen, April 28, 1997. He talks about various forms of climate engineering, insects that destroy specific crops, eco-terrorism, altering of the climate, Earthquakes set off artificially, volcanoes remotely triggered to the use of electromagnetic waves because obviously the sun affects the earth and then basically harnessing a minor amount of the power from the sun with various weapon systems can cause the same type of thing to happen, triggering of earthquakes and volcanoes. This is from official, the official government website, 
federal government, Foreign Relations of the United States, 1964 through 1968, Volume XXVIII from Laos, Memorandum from the Deputy Undersecretary of State for Political Affairs, the Secretary uh, to the Secretary of State at the time, who was uh, Rusk. 1967, it says, a test phase of Project Popeye was approved by State and Defense and conducted during October 1966 in a strip of the Lao Panhandle, generally east of the Bolivins Plateau in the valley of Sikong River. The test was conducted without consultation with Lao authorities, but with Ambassador Sullivan's knowledge and concurrence, and to the best of our knowledge, remains unknown to other than a severely limited number of U.S. officials. So even government officials in the 60s did not know what type of programs were being conducted. And it says here, this is officially from the federal government, during the test phase, more than 50 cloud seeding experiments were conducted. The results are viewed by the Department of Defense as outstandingly successful. 82% of the clouds seeded produced rain within a brief period of after seeding, a, a percentage appreciably higher than normal expectation in the absence of seeding. The amount of rainfall induced by seeding is believed to have been sufficient to have contributed substantially to rendering vehicular routes in this area inoperable. Since the end of the rainy season, the communists have failed to undertake route repairs and there has been no vehicular traffic. Yes, this is the so-called speculation that the wonderful scientist Michio Kaku said, oh, it's just speculation that we use weather control. Really? Well, the government doesn't even try to pretend like they don't know what you're talking about. They just outright tell you, yes, we used weather modification to flood the Ho Chi Minh Trail during Vietnam War. We tested other experiments without even consulting the Lao government. We just, you know, it doesn't matter. We'll just blow things up. Cloud seed. Here's Project Storm Fury. It's another parallel project to Popeye. 1962 through 1983. Here's Science Mag, AAAS, December 15th, 2020. Geoengineering inch closer to sun-dimming balloon test. Oh, so they're doing a balloon test, too. And look, Harvard Energy and Climate Scientist David Keith and one of ScopeX's lead scientists. So the New York Times this week says, oh, look, 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 look. We, we, they canceled this, this sun-dimming experiment. Okay, well, in 2020, just a couple months ago, they were doing balloon tests. So they don't need to do the official sunlight blocking research with planes. They'll just do it with balloons. Hell, I read a story years ago about Bill Gates sending sulfur dioxide up into the atmosphere in Mexico in a test. And, of course, China has launched massive, wide-scale weather control, weather manipulation technologies covering an area the size of India. That's officially, I mean, you can read this in Forbes magazine. China spent billions on a shady project to control the weather ahead of the Beijing Olympics. You can read Forbes magazine again. China is launching weather control machines across an area the size of Alaska. That was in 2018. And they also amplified that now to an area the size of India. Look at India on a map. It's big. If you didn't know, that's how much power the Chinese Communist Party has in terms of weather manipulation, hence you think they couldn't cloud seed. You think they couldn't cause some artificial snowfall. Silly you. Apparently, science doesn't matter too much. I guess you don't believe in science. Oh, here's another report. You should probably look this one up. Quantifying snowfall from uh, orographic cloud seeding. That's a fun one. You can just read through this, and they're like, yeah, we can induce uh, artificial snowfall. Uh, you know, it's it's just all there. Quantifying snowfall from orographic cloud seeding. We actually talked about that on the Red Star State show we did about Texas and the power outages. 
just happens to be very coincidental. So that's the climate engineering angle of all of this. And that needed to be addressed before we can really hit the main subject tonight. And that is businesses are going to potentially be using carbon dioxide monitors to quote-unquote prevent the spread of COVID-19. Now, they haven't isolated the virus. They haven't purified the virus. They haven't proven contagion. They've only estimated. I've read the official. There's four major reports about COVID-19 that came out initially at the beginning of all this, and they don't prove anything. They assume, they speculate, they suggest. Same thing with all the reports about transmission through viral particulates, but the American... Association of Physicians says there's not a single report showing that masks do anything except make you sicker, just like vaccines do nothing but make you sicker. There's a long historical record of this going back to England in the 1800s. The people that got vaccinated were more likely to get sick than not get sick. And there's a famous story of, uh, of, of, a, of a town in England where they uh, just they implemented sanitation more so than vaccines, and only one person during a pandemic at that time died of smallpox because it wasn't caused by a virus, it was caused by filth and pollution. You know, the kind of filth and pollution like spraying sulfur dioxide or calcium carbonate into the atmosphere or activating various forms of high-frequency electromagnetic fields and bathing the whole planet in it, putting satellites in the ionosphere, using HARP devices. I mean, you wonder why people are sick. It's not just the Coca-Cola and the Pepsi. It's not just the Doritos and the Lay's chips. It's not just the Ho-Ho's and the Little Debbie Cakes. All right, It's because of electromagnetic frequencies. It's because of the stress. It's because of the fear. It's because of vaccines and pharmacological methods that are direct and indirect through the water supply that are in the food, that are in everything that you consume, you breathe in. That's why people are sick. On top of other little things that we don't necessarily even think about, like our lack of general exposure to, to uh, learning. And, 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 and achieving things on a daily basis, you know, that, it, that contributes greatly to overall mental health. But it doesn't really matter what science says because scientists believe that they are above even science as a field of observation. And the Guardian newspaper says equivalent of COVID emissions drop needed every two years. A study that was published in Nature Climate Change suggests that we need to find a way to maintain the decline in carbon dioxide emissions. Okay, so that's let's say that's true. We have carbon dioxide emissions that are dipping off because of global lockdowns. And let's say that's a good thing. Okay, I'm on board with you. It's dropping. It's a good thing. We need more lockdowns. That'll save the earth from carbon dioxide. Okay, great. Scientific American, one of the most prestigious publications and one of the most old publications in the country, one of the oldest publications, they published this report on Monday this week. And uh, it was April 12th. And it says that the climate change issue is not a climate change issue anymore. It's a climate emergency. So they're changing the language again. It was global cooling, then it was global warming, and then it's climate change, and now it's a climate emergency. And so the report on this, we are living in a climate emergency and we're going to say so. It's time to use a term that more than 13,000 scientists agree is needed. Climate emergency written by Mark Fischetti, April 12, 2021, Scientific American, 
in the opinion section. It's an opinion. It's not based on reality. However, here's my question. How Scientific American can publish that report as an opinion and that receives you know, public attention? You're going to see this in the coming weeks. It's a climate emergency. The protests at the Capitol, this was akin to World War II. It was the dropping of an atomic bomb on Nagasaki and Hiroshima. It was Pearl Harbor all over again. A man ran a car into a police officer. This was like the Big Bang. It blew everything apart in the universe. Just beyond hyperbolic. But when you actually read the same publication... Scientific American, and you read the actual science, it says something totally different. It says why CO2 isn't falling more during a global lockdown. And if you want evidence of that, we can look to the federal government's own reporting agencies, the National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration's research news publication from NOAA.gov, April 7th, 2021. Despite pandemic shutdowns, carbon dioxide and methane surged in 2020. How is that possible? Well, it's kind of like people are going to continue to get sick and it'll continue to be blamed on COVID-19 as a virus, but it's not because of COVID-19. It's because of electromagnetic pollution. It's because of the lack of nutrients. It's because of the fear and the anxiety and the stress. It's because of sulfur dioxide and calcium carbonate, among other things, in the atmosphere. It's because of Drugs, it's because of drugs that are given by doctors, drugs that are made illegal, drugs that you buy at the grocery store. It's because of vaccines. This is the reason people are sick. But we blame it on a virus instead. There are major climate issues, but they're not climate issues in the sense that humans are driving some kind of changing of the environment. In fact, they can't find even evidence of climate change in the traditional sense of the definition, so now they're changing the term again to climate emergency. Do you see what's happening now? They can't find evidence of global cooling, so they say it's global warming. They can't find evidence of global warming, so it's climate change. And finally, climate change doesn't work anymore, so now it's a climate emergency. And who would get in the way of an ambulance or a fire truck or a police car, except BLM. (laughs) Who would get in the way of emergency vehicles? Nobody. So you would probably think that you shouldn't say anything because this is a climate emergency, and it would be very, 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 very dangerous for you to get in the way of the emergency response for a lot of different reasons. It might even become illegal to question the climate emergency. But NOAA, the National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration, just says, and they've got their little charts and graphs, too. If you want to see the charts and graphs from the NOAA Global Monitoring Laboratory, that's pretty prestigious. It's a little bit different than the opinion of some scientist hack on Scientific American saying, we are living in a climate emergency and we're going to say so. Well, okay, if you were living in a climate emergency and you want to say so, how about you show me some science because your own publication says carbon dioxide is not falling during the global lockdown. And uh, despite pandemic shutdowns, carbon dioxide and methane have actually surged. So um, it doesn't really seem like an emergency in the sense that we need more lockdowns to reduce carbon dioxide. It's like 
COVID-19 has provided us with this wonderful opportunity to reduce carbon dioxide. It's still a climate emergency, and we're going to say so. But then when you actually read what NOAA says or what NASA says or even what Scientific American says, they're like, yeah, um, carbon dioxide isn't falling. In fact, carbon dioxide is the same. Uh, Carbon dioxide and methane even have potentially surged. But see, here's the problem. There was a report that came out from the New York Times many, many years ago, and I actually put it in the first book that I wrote. And uh, I remember that it was this picture of Arctic ice. And it was between a, a couple of different years between that picture and a parallel picture that was published in the newspaper. And it showed that the ice was much smaller. And um, they said this is proof of climate change. However, the problem was when you looked at a picture of that ice the next year, it was larger. There's a couple of reasons for this. One, I think it was 1976 or something was the first picture. And they said, look how big it is in the 70s. And then 2012, it was smaller. A lot of variables there, don't you think? And then in 2013, they didn't show that satellite image where the ice was actually much larger. There's a lot of reasons for this. One, they take the pictures when it's summertime in the Arctic, right? So the ice isn't going to be as large. And then when it's wintertime again, ice gets bigger. So if you take the picture in the summertime there, it's going to be smaller. If I take a picture outside of my apartment here in New York State during the winter, and then I take a picture in the summer and say, look, all the snow melted, it's global warming, you'd say I'm nuts because... It's the changing of the seasons. It's, we get four seasons here in upstate New York. It's not because of climate change that humans are driving. It's because Mother Nature, it, it changes. That's pretty much the bottom line. NASA also showed that, and this was in 2015, a NASA study says that there's been an increase in Antarctic snow accumulation going back 10,000 years, and the research challenges the conclusions of other studies, including the Intergovernmental Panel on Climate Change's 2013 report, the IPCC, which says that Antarctica is overall losing land ice. According to the new analysis of satellite data, the Antarctic ice sheet showed a net gain of 112 billion tons of ice a year from 1992 to 2001. The net gain slowed to 82 billion tons of ice per year between 2003 and 2008. Okay, so uh, that's a lot of ice. 112 billion tons of ice from 1992 to 2001. Then it slowed a little bit, and then it'll increase, and it'll slow a little bit, then it'll increase. If it went from like 112 billion down to zero, we might have a problem. But by that time, we'd all actually see and feel the effects of a dramatic global climatic shift. All the scientific reports are saying that the Earth is actually cooling down. It's going through a phase where the earth is cooling in the same way that the sun goes through phases, the moon goes through phases, and depending on what phase the sun's going through, a maximum or a minimum, that changes the environment and the climate on the earth. But no, we have to say instead that the sun is driving this horrendous climate change. We need to block it. We don't have any necessity for sunlight to grow food, to feel good out in the warm sun, to go to the beach, to produce vitamin D. We don't need it to survive only aliens would block the sun, all right? Only aliens would block the sun. Only aliens would block the sun. Only aliens would come to planet Earth and look at one of the most essential gases for life on this planet and say, we need to get rid of carbon dioxide. 
despite the fact that all the scientific literature shows that the little stomatas, the little pores on plants, actually get smaller when there's more carbon dioxide, which is, by the way, a good thing because that means the plants retain more water. So rather than genetically engineering them, the best thing to do is expose the plants to more carbon dioxide if you want to prevent drought. And that is a scientific fact that Brian Seltzer and Don Lemon and Al Gore and AOC and everybody else who can't obviously think for themselves and they just have to read scripts They should maybe take a look at that. They should take a look at the mass amounts, the hundreds of billions of tons of Arctic ice that is continuing to increase. According to NASA, they should look at NOAA, where NOAA says, despite the pandemic shutdowns, carbon dioxide and methane actually surge. Now, some people might say, well, that shows you that it's still a problem. Sure, but it definitely disproves the idea that we need carbon dioxide drops through major mandatory lockdowns every year. I mean, don't you see what's happening? It's just one big, giant scam. It's a big, giant scam. It's a big club, and you're not in it. It's a climate cult, and if you are in it, get out of it because it's a scam. I've shown you tonight that Bill Gates and Harvard University, they did not get to test their climate engineering plane experiment the flight was canceled from the scopex experiment that was in the new york times and i've shown you the history of that it goes back a decade or so where harvard and bill gates and these other scientists have been working together they want to spray sulfur dioxide which causes respiratory problems and calcium carbonate which causes gastrointestinal issues so i wonder why those issues are exploding among other things around the world there are other contributing factors but that's part of the reason and Then you go back two years and you find the same people from Harvard were doing geoengineering balloon tests to dim the sun. All right, so balloons, planes, you can say, great, they didn't test the plane. Okay, they don't need to test a plane. They can do it with balloons. They don't need to do it with balloons. They've been doing this since the 1960s, Project Storm Fury, Project Popeye. It's the CIA. It's the Department of Defense. It's the State Department. You can go to all their websites and you can read the research on this. So it doesn't matter what nature climate change says, temporary reduction in daily global CO2 emissions. Well, daily global CO2 emissions, it might be sporadically reduced in certain parts of the country. But if I put up a CO2 monitor in the Arctic and then I compare that with a CO2 monitor in New York City, it's going to be much higher in New York City probably because that's where there's a lot of cars. It's a perspective. It's a perspective. And yet... Carbon dioxide isn't actually falling, according to Scientific American. And in fact, NOAA says pandemic shutdowns and lockdowns aren't working to stop carbon dioxide and methane emissions. So if that's the case, we definitely don't need lockdowns and shutdowns. And of course, the New England Journal of Medicine also showed that lockdowns do nothing to prevent disease. Masks do nothing to prevent disease. You can find that literature pretty much everywhere in scientific publications where it isn't like We suggest, we imply, it might, it may not, we're not sure. It's like, no, it absolutely causes bacterial infections, if you want to call them infections. It causes the bacteria to be starved of oxygen, like your body, because the bacteria feeds in your body. It produces things that your body needs. It's a symbiotic relationship. When the bacteria doesn't have that, it's starved of oxygen, 
well, then it'll produce toxins and then you'll get sick. You're not getting sick from the bacteria. You're getting sick from the toxins. You're getting sick from the pollutants. You're getting sick from the sulfur dioxide. You're getting sick from the EMF. You're getting sick from the vaccines. You're getting sick from the genetically modified foods, the insecticides, the pesticides, the herbicides, all the chemicals, the drugs, legal and otherwise, the white flour, the sugar that's processed. You're getting sick from things that you don't think about because your focus is all on COVID-19. It's not about COVID-19. It's not about climate change. Now, scientists say, it's a climate emergency. And who would want to get in the way of emergency vehicles rushing to save the environment? I'm Ryan Gable, and this is The Secret Teachings. Thank you for tuning in tonight. Like I've been telling you, the broadcast will be a little bit shorter, but we'll loop this in the next hour. If this is the second hour of the show, you can go to the archive and you can download the broadcast immediately. The next day after it airs, visit www.thesecretteachings.info. We're only scaling the show back for a little bit of time because I'm going to be taking a vacation, and it's a lot easier to do an hour rather than to do two hours. It'll free up a lot of time for me to have some vacation time and to have some uh, time to really read and take care of myself a little bit. But the show isn't going anywhere. We're still going to be here with you. I'll be traveling a little bit. If you have any questions, concerns, recommendations for my travels, I'm going to be going all over the country. Maybe I'll have a chance to meet you even. Email me at rdgable at yahoo.com. That's r-d-g-a-b-l-e at yahoo.com. And find us on social media, facebook.com forward slash the secret teachings. Please, please, please support the broadcast. Subscribe to the archive today. It's $50 for a year. You get a free copy of one of my books You'll also get access to all the digital books. It's free shipping in the United States, and you'll get access not only to the archive of shows, but to the montage archive as well. And the bottom line is when you support this show, you are supporting an independent form of free thought. You're supporting an independent network. You're supporting me to do the research to conduct this show. And hopefully, if you're learning something, you're gaining a perspective that's different. It's also helping you. I'm Ryan Gable. This is The Secret Teaching. Stay safe, stay informed, and we will talk to you on the next broadcast. Anything I said tonight, if you want proof, evidence, links, rdgable at yahoo.com. Time may be up for tonight's broadcast of The Secret Teachings, but don't worry, you can still catch us Monday through Friday right here exclusively on The Fringe FM. You can also subscribe to the show and montage archive while grabbing my books at thesecretteachings.info. To get in contact with us, you can email the show at rdgable at yahoo.com. Stay tuned to KTLK Digital Broadcasting, The Fringe FM. This is KTLK Digital Broadcasting, somewhere between the normal and paranormal. A collection of question marks. No reason, no explanation. Just a prolonged nightmare. Right here on The Fringe FM. Do you like The Secret Teachings and Ryan's passionately balanced approach to subjects from food and health to the entertainment industry and the occult? Then check out Ryan's books 
available in PDF and softcover with free shipping in the United States. For a practical, balanced, and unique look at the food industry, vaccinations, the theories of disease, and geoengineering, grab a copy of Food Philosophy. For a deeper look into artificial intelligence, UFO cults, black goo, and packs made with the devil in the music and entertainment industry, have a look at the technological elixir. Or look for Ryan's masterpiece, Occult Arcana, an encyclopedia of occult knowledge spanning from mythology and science to symbols and sigils, from ritual magic to voodoo, and from comparative religion and psychic abilities to paranormal activity. All three books can be purchased on the website at thesecretteachings.info, where you can read reviews from other authors and radio hosts around the world. Just visit thesecretteachings.info. Hey, Fringe listeners, Dave Cruz here, reminding you that Beyond the Strange airs live Monday evenings at 7 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, 10 p.m. Eastern Time, right here on The Fringe FM. BTS is your one-stop shop for the paranormal, the bizarre, and most of all, the strange. Join me and co-host Black Sky Paranormals, Russ Bailey, as we discuss topics such as aliens, ghosts, Bigfoot, and much more. Also, we talk with profound guests, authors, researchers from all over the world, and we take your calls live on the air. Go to beyondthestrange.com and learn more about the show, guests, times, free registration for our newsletter, merch, and much more. Again, that's Beyond the Strange, Monday evenings, 7 p.m. Pacific, 10 p.m. Eastern, right here on KTLK Digital Broadcasting, The Fringe FM. And as always, stay strange. The truth is out there, and so are we. KTLK Digital Broadcasting, The Fringe FM. The month of April brings us further into the waxing of the year, from the spring equinox to Beltane. Join us on The Secret Teachings to track this turning of the yearly wheel through synchromysticism, pop conspiracy, and more, Monday through Friday on The Fringe FM. And as the sun waxes, expand your perception with a subscription to our show archive, which includes montages and my digital books. A one-time donation or a yearly subscription of $45 at the moment supports the show, the network, and you. Just visit www.thesecretteachings.info and click on the subscribe tab at the top of the page or use PayPal directly with the email rdgable at yahoo.com. All yearly subscribers also get a free copy of The Technological Elixir or Food Philosophy with free shipping in the U.S. You can also buy the book separately, including the enormous compilation of Occult Arcana. That's thesecretteachings.info, and your support allows us to do what we do Monday through Friday right here on The Fringe FM. Are you intrigued by Paranormal Talk Radio? You'll love the new Paranormal Radio app from TalkStream Live. You'll find a great selection of talk shows covering UFOs, ghosts, strange phenomena, and much more. Download the Paranormal Radio app now and start listening to the very best in paranormal talk entertainment, including the network you're listening to right now. The Paranormal Radio app, free in Google Play and the iOS App Store. Yo, hi there. It's Gigi from Shift Happens. Just stopping by to tell you to stop it. Stop that. Stop that thing that you're doing and redirect all of your attention right directly back here to the Fringe FM. 
It's April, the month of burning when the sun proceeds into its waxing phase. Right here on KTLK Digital Broadcasting, The Fringe FM. What are we going to do tomorrow night? Same thing we do every night. Try to take over the world. Join me on a journey where getting lost is the only true destination. Where happiness is an illusion. Where the past, present, and future all coexist on the same timeline. 